We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Mixed martial arts and boxing fans, it's time for Fighters Fury Inside the Heart of a Champion with your hosts, Brendan Tobin, Seema, and Tommy Guns. It's time for Fighters Fury on AM790 The Ticket. All right, and happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome on in. Tobin here with you. Fighters Fury for the next hour here on 790 The Ticket. Seema and Tommy Guns will join us on later in the show. We have a lot to dive into. Last night, UFC Long Island, UFC on Fox. Uh, fun card. Really fun card, especially the, the parts that I could see, WSVN. Thank you for that. Thank you for not showing any of the prelims yesterday and me having to resort to my phone and, and putting on Inside Edition, which is such quality programming. I, I, I really have to know what the goat man had to say to the blue cheese. It was fantastic. I, I really enjoyed the journalistic breakdown. Thank you for airing that instead of live athletic competition. I can't imagine why people are cutting cords. I can't imagine why people are saying, ah, television, not for me. Thank you for doing that. I really appreciate yesterday tuning in. And even though on my guide it said UFC prelims, WSVN decides, you know what? No, we're going to watch another Inside Edition where you can look about the lady with three cow boobs. I really, really appreciate that. That was fantastic yesterday. I'm so glad I could watch I could watch that breakdown of the Cyclops boy instead of the UFC, a live sporting event. That's just me. That's just me. I don't know. But yesterday, good for Chris Weidman getting a win in a, a very dominant fashion against Kelvin Gaslam. Really, really great performance by, uh, by Chris. Was one moment of danger which was at the end of the first round. I mean, he was really, he was handling Kelvin pretty, pretty well. You know, Kelvin wasn't, wasn't getting shook by the wrestling very much. He was being able to, to pop up uh, pretty much up until the third round. And you know, it felt a lot like Kelvin's personality, the way he went and fought. He's had such an interesting career as far as this is an ultimate fighter winner. He's, he's still not given up to this quest at welterweight. But this guy won the Ultimate Fighter at welterweight. And, you know, just has this very chill mentality, very relaxed. It's all going to be fine. And you kind of see why. It, 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 that, that fight last night was it was kind of just a, a perfect picture of what he is and what his capabilities are because, you know, he seems like he's just out of it, he's out of it, he's out of it. And then, bang, you know, 15 seconds left in the round, and he's dropping Chris Weidman. And, and really, Chris was saved by the horn in that regard. But it was the only real moment that, that Kellen had. It was a very dangerous moment. And, and it certainly was a, a, a real... You, you got to think that Chris Wyman and where his career is at right now, he's very fortunate to where that knockdown came, that it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of time for Kelvin to finish the job there. And, you know, Kelvin was saying after the fight that if he would have had, if it was 30 seconds earlier, that the fight would have been finished. And that may be true. That may be true, but it wasn't, and and Chris Weidman really handled it from then on air. He uh, he really started using his distance well. I mean, it was a crazy reach advantage. You look at the measurables between the two. 
And I think Chris Weidman had like a six and a half reach advantage. And, you know, really wasn't using it to to his advantage. And, you know, Chris Chris has a lot of tools. He has he's not just he's not just a wrestler. He's a guy who knocked out Anderson Silver for God's sakes. Even if Anderson was putting his head out on a silver platter, you know, his hands were fast enough to uh, to go catch the goat. So not he's not he's not a bum as it comes to his striking. And he he finally was starting to put Kelvin at a distance, really starting to hurt him, and you know, finally got on top and finished it out with an arm triangle choke. And it was cool. I felt good for Chris Wyman. You know, this is a guy who, especially that win coming in New York, and he was a guy who really was the poster boy for getting UFC legalized in New York, even if it has been a rocky situation. I felt like last night was the first New York card we've had where there wasn't a lot of controversy. It was pretty clean. There were a couple decisions there that were iffy. You know, I don't think Darren Elkins won his fight, but hey, bad decisions happen everywhere. But the idea of the referees, they didn't they didn't get too cute with it. In fact, on the main card, I think it was only John McCarthy and Dan Margliata, even though Dan Margliata was in one of the controversies earlier on uh, in New York. But I thought yesterday was a pretty drama-free night for New York, so give it up for them. Very nice. Very nice getting through a mixed martial arts card without a lot of controversy for New York. Um, so Chris Wyman gets the win. He calls out Michael Bisping afterwards. Everybody wants to fight Michael Bisping, man. That is the guy. And I don't really know when he's going to fight. I mean, this is at this point, it is getting a little bit frustrating from Mike's standpoint. You know, he, he beats Luke Rockhold. He beats Dan Henderson. So, you know, he gets this, this, this unbelievable championship performance where he's called out on short notice. He was on a damn movie set and knocks out Luke Rockhold. We haven't heard from him until uh, we learned yesterday he's fighting at UFC Fight Night Pittsburgh, the same night as Triple G Canelo. So good luck getting a lot of viewers. Um, but, you know, Michael Bisbing, as far as taking on that top five, it's been non-existent. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't even sniffed taking on Robert Whitaker, Yoel Romero, Jacare Souza, Chris Weidman, or Luke Rockhold. I mean, it, it just hasn't even crossed his mind. It's been weird because... You know, they've had the rumors of GSP. That seems like it's falling apart, and he's going to take on the winner of of uh, Tyron Woodley against Damian Maya. And we'll get to that card later. We'll have a full preview of UFC 214. But it does feel like, all right, if we are going to go in the different direction of GSP, we got to get Michael Bisping there in a title fight soon. Soon, man. I don't know if it's MSG. I don't know when they're going to do it. I mean, but... It has to be. It has to be soon. We got to get this guy back in the cage defending that belt. I mean, how long is he going to take off? And, you know, Robert Whitaker's the interim champion. There does appear to be some rumors that he's not 100% healthy. That Yoel Romero was making some of the rounds this week. He was on the MMA hour, and he is he's going like full uh, you know, full savage on Michael Bisbing because Michael Bisbing tore up the Cuban flag. Yoel Romero did not take kindly to this. And he has, he went to Cuba and just started making some crazy videos because he said, because uh, I guess Bisbing said that he would meet him in the streets of Cuba. So Yoel actually went to Cuba and was uh, was doing these, Michael Bisbing, where are you? Uh, trying to find him and call him out. They, they're pretty fantastic. I mean, these guys, I want to see that fight. 
more than the Whitaker fight. And I know Whitaker is obviously the interim champ, and he deserves it. He won those last three rounds. He he's clearly he was clearly the winner. And Jacare is coming off the loss to Whitaker, so he's kind of out of it. Luke Rockhold hasn't fought in a million years. He's out of it. Chris Weidman gets the win. He's not far off of it. But let's just say, let's just say Robert Whitaker can't fight. Let's say he's unable to fight health-wise. It's not that crazy to put Yoel in there with a the title shot against Michael Bisbing um, to determine uh, to determine that those two going at it. Like, you know, they did this once before, Katzengano versus Misha Tate, where Katzengano earned the title shot against Ronda Rousey. She got hurt, tore up her ACL. They ended up going doing Misha Tate in the Ultimate Fighter House with Ronda. Ended up getting the title shot against Ronda. Um, but, uh, you know, and that, and that you could say, was even a more dominant victory for Katz and Gano, that fight, than this was. So, I don't, I, I'm not going to have a huge problem if it does end up where Robert Whitaker can't go and they do Yoel versus Bisbing. That'd be fantastic. I, I, I would not, I would not, I would not cry a lot about that. Um, as far as Weidman, it feels like it's a little too soon. I don't know who Chris could fight to really solidify getting the title shot. You know, let's say Luke gets his win in September, which is in, you know, less than two months. He gets that win in September, and then you do the rematch between those guys, and the winner then gets to go fight Michael Bisping, or, you know, we'll fight the winner of Bisping Whitaker. Or whatever the tournament ends up shaking out, I still feel like Wyman has some repairing to do. I like the call out. I think he's the best guy to call out because if you want heat on anybody, you know Michael Bisping is going to respond. In fact, I think he responded on on uh, Twitter yesterday when uh, when when Wyman did have his call out. He said he said uh, say my name, you bleep, uh, to Chris Wyman. So you know it, it, it's all it's all fun. I think that's a fun division right now. I think you have a lot of guys, a lot of good personalities who are engaged. I don't think you have – I think you have a pretty clear picture of the top. You know it's Michael and it's Robert Whitaker. Robert Whitaker has had just a rocket launcher of a year getting him to the top like this. And that, that stable, the, a bit of the uh, the the old bodies, the the Yoels, the Lukes, the Jacare's, the Chris Wybans, the guys who have been there, they're a bit of a they're, – they're definitely a step down from Robert. You know, Robert Robert holds the title right now. But if you're going to go into that pack, and let's say Robert can't fight, I think clearly Yoel deserves getting in there with Michael Bisbing first. They have the past heat. They really don't like each other. And he's also got wins over Jacare and Chris Weidman. No matter what you want to think about the Jacare fight, um, you know, he did get his hand raised that night. So, and Jacare's just coming off the loss to Robert Whitaker. I just think that if you're going to look at that next package, if you can't find an opponent for Michael Bisbing, and GSP is going to go and fight the winner of Tyron Woodley versus Damian Maya and stay at welterweight, I, I think that's that's the next way you go. But great performance by Chris Wyman yesterday. Um, yeah, I saw a lot of you know I got a lot of feedback on uh, on Twitter. Ah, oh, you beat a welterweight. You know, Chris Wyman has a lot of his wins papooed. Um, but I. I really don't know how you can be sour on that. I mean, you know, Kelvin Gastelum has blown through Tim Kennedy, who is an excellent fighter, and he blew through Vitor Belfort, dad bot and all. He uh, he 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 ran roughshod on him, got that win taken away because of weed, which is stupid. 
Um, you know, Kelvin, Kelvin's a good middleweight. He's a good middleweight. He did run into a tough matchup. And that is the problem he's going to have there. You know, you look at Kelvin and where he stands. And, you know, he talked again yesterday about going back to welterweight. You know, but from my standpoint with Kelvin, it, it's tough to look at him and say it's going to be much better at either weight class. You know, he's he's obviously got a lot of talent, but these these talks of his kind of laid-back mentality and not the hardest worker in the world, but obviously is supremely talented, doesn't have a ton of holes. You know, are a lot of those things going to change at welterweight than they would? Like, could he... Could you honestly say, will those will those same problems, will they hold him back as much at welterweight as they would at middleweight? I don't know. Like, if you were to put Kelvin in a matchup against a Yoel Romero, about the same height. Obviously, Yoel looks like a Greek god, and, and, and Kelvin looks like he's not skipping many meals during training camp. But, you know, it's not, it's not wild to say he could be at the top of the division just because of his size. And... Man, you just you don't have the issues then of him missing weight. I mean, I think you put him back at welterweight and you start doing this dance again of him missing weight all the time. I think people are going to turn on him. I think you'd much rather have him at welterweight, where I think he can give a lot of guys trouble at middleweight rather um, than at welterweight, where you, you you're not only fighting you're not only fighting the 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 size. Yeah, you'll get the size will be a little bit closer, but the but man, the 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 battle of the scale for Kelvin is just. I don't know if it's one he wants to get back into. So that's a tough one. So that's last night, UFC Long Island. That was the real highlight of the night. Um, as far as the other results we had from yesterday, you had Darren Elkins winning against Dennis Bermuda's split decision. I disagreed. I thought Dennis Bermuda's got got two out of three there. Patrick Cummins, John Vellante, split decision, uh, going Patrick Cummins' way. Patrick Cummins had a bloody head, a bloody mustache, a missing tooth, but he did win that fight. He ended up looking grotesque afterwards with the closed eye. Uh, but I did agree with the decision. I did think that he got the win. And uh, and Jimmy Rivera, Thomas Almeida, uh, I actually had a 29-27. I did give him a 10-8 for one of those rounds. Um, but none of the judges came back with that score. All good. Uh, the 10-8 thing was uh, was in play yesterday. It was a little bit weird. And so uh, you had to wonder, well, were the judges going to pull the trigger on it? Uh, one of them did. Uh, two of them did. No, one of them did. Excuse me. Um, no. Yes. One of them did, two of them did not. So that's how it stands. Uh, we'll get into a little bit of UFC 214, the latest in Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather. Seems like Conor McGregor's beef is going now outside of fighting and now is in the NBA with one of the NBA's best trash talkers slash dirty players, Draymond Green. We'll tell you about that next. It's Fighters Fury on AM790, The Ticket. Welcome back, Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Tobin here with you, and now Seaman Tommy Guns in the building. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Tommy Guns. Good morning, Tobin. How are you? Fantastic. Awesome. Fantastic. Now, you oh, guys have way too much energy for a Sunday morning. Yeah. What is going on? I woke up today with, uh, with, with my five-year-old just knocking me on the head, telling me to wake up. So it was uh, the early start. Uh, they were ready to roll. No better way to wake up. <laughs> no huh? better way. So before we get uh, before we get into some of the fights, this came over this morning, which was funny. So Conor McGregor apparently, I'm guessing this is from one of the All Access pieces. Somebody, uh, Draymond Green, took a screenshot of him wearing a Warriors jersey. Oh wow! 
And so Connor's wearing a, a number 23 Warriors jersey. And Draymond Green takes the screenshot of this. And he goes, we were rocking with Floyd, bro, not you. Take that off, bro. And then he adds uh, Connor McGregor. And then uh, Floyd comments, splash for the cash. Hashtag Warriors, hashtag Michigan. And then Connor goes back and he says, that's CJ Watson, mate. I don't know who the bleep you are. No disrespect, though, kid. Keep hustling and stay in school. Now ask yourself, why am I rocking a CJ when I don't know or give a bleep about basketball? I dribble heads off the floor, not the ball. This is no game here, kid. And the reason he's wearing a CJ Watson uh, jersey is because that is the rumored lover of Floyd's former partner, which caused the whole uh, arrest situation, which landed Floyd in jail. So very strategic, very well thought out. Very calculated by Conor McGregor. He is not a Draymond Green fan or a Warriors bandwagoner. (laughs) I love it. So the trash talk, it has not ceased on Conor Floyd. He's uh he it's it's still in the thick of things. A lot of news coming out this week, especially regarding this rumor that Connor got knocked out. That was like the big thing. There was a rumor from Jesse Vargas that started that Connor got knocked out cold and sparring. And he threw out that it was Brandon Rios and Brad I think it was Brad Warren, somebody like that, or Brad Williams in uh in in from London. And so they track these guys down, and Rios is like, "I've never, I don't, I've never even met the guy. I don't really even know who the hell he is." And then, uh, and then the guy from London's like, "I got a broken leg. I can't spar right now." <laughs> and Floyd spoke to Jesse Vargas, and he says he doesn't believe it. Um, so there's that. And then uh, Floyd or Connor and Molly Malinaji, they are now sparring for this uh, this upcoming fight. They had a lot of trash talk going back and forth going in the the lead up when all this was kind of being rumored about i think paulie said that he'd uh like he couldn't even beat the worst amateur or something like that as uh and now and now sparring partners as paulie's gonna be on the call for it and he's kind of in there and, and he seems pretty impressed with what connor's got impressed with his power says he's coming in with an unorthodox style um not gonna box your conventional way which i, I liked hearing i don't want to see connor going in there trying to pretend to be a boxer i kind of want to no. see Mostly what we see from Connor in a, in a lot of MMA fights, minus the effect that he can kick people. So I was kind of I was glad to hear. Still that. want to see a kick, you a, a fake kick, yeah, or a, or maybe you want to see it pulled off. He's getting beat up, then throw a real kick. <laughs> what do you got to lose? Did you guys uh, <laughs> Did you guys take anything away from uh, Long Island last night other than uh, the big Weidman win and uh, there were no screw ups by New York? That's kind of what I went with yesterday. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, me too. The Almeida knockout was nice. The Almeida was no, uh, it was not Almeida. Um, um, Oliveira. Oliveira. Yeah, ca- fake the cowboy. Uppercut. Yes, fake cowboy knockout. That was fake nice. Cowboy. Uh, speaking of cowboy, uh, want to get into this card? UFC 214 is next week. Mm-hmm. John Jones, now Daniel Cormier. Now it's we. finally. Let's hope there's no drug tests this <laughs> upcoming week that could ruin it. But finally, we think we're going to get these guys into the cage with one another. Do you guys have any reason to believe that John Jones is more vulnerable going into this fight against Daniel Cormier? He handled him the first time, but he's had a lot of time off. There's been a lot of things going on in John's life that did not involve fighting. So is that enough to say, all right, there's some questions as to why the results may be different here. DC's been more active. He's been in there with Rumble Johnson, with uh, with Gustafson, 
and he's he's been able to stay on top as champ. There were some weight issues last time, but he has been at much more active than John has, and John has been dealing with a lot of stuff in his life that don't involve fighting. Enough to say, maybe, or is it still looking at an easy John Jones victory, Tommy Guns? How do you see it? I'm not quite sure how easy it'll be because there is true beef between these two guys. And I know Cormier is coming, and he's coming to bring it. But I also believe, hey, I am who I am, that John is going to come, and he's going to bring all those frustrations with him, and he is just determined not to allow Cormier to be victorious. So I think John wins. He looks so – he looks – Stern, like so serious yesterday when they did that interview between the two of them before the main event, and he was he was almost like this just I don't know it was like tunnel vision like he wasn't he wasn't playing any games he was kind of done with fight promotion and he was ready to get into it. I I mean I really just feel like he's for the longest been wanting to just show that he's the champ that Daniel's been able to been be fortunate that they haven't been in the cage and been able to stay on top, um and. You know, I I don't know how much better Daniel's getting. Like, he's been able to stay on top, but I don't feel like the performances have been getting better for Cormier. Like, he looks like, he almost is looking like his age every time we see him in there. And, you know, the last fight with Rumble Johnson, I don't know how much you could take away from it because we learned that Rumble was, had one foot out the door. Um, Just and, and I kind of it up. Yeah, and I kind of feel like that's a, you know... I, it's almost like the same it's it's the same thing for me as this fight. Like I I feel like if Daniel Cormier and Rumble Johnson fought 10 times, I think he'd win 9 out of 10 times, say unless Rumble caught him with something coming in. And and it was devastating enough to stop the fight. And with this fight, I kind of feel the same way. I don't think there's any day where these two are on their best day that John Jones doesn't beat Daniel Cormier. I just I don't think I don't think he's got the matchup. I don't think he's got he doesn't quite have he doesn't have finishing ability that rumble johnson does like when everybody says they want to see rumble johnson dc uh rumble johnson john jones the reason is because everybody wants to see john in there with somebody who has true knockout power could somebody just land one on john that really hurts him and staggers him and he's not the same and that would be the equalizer there um he doesn't have the reach that augustuson did when they fought and gustuson really put a lot of hurting on john and i think you know Maybe if those two fought again, I could see that one being different because they they that fight was so even. I agree. A couple things go different, maybe, but I just don't see it with DC. I don't I don't see how he's got the path to victory here unless I don't know, unless we see something that we just haven't seen from him lately in the cage. I agree with that. I think if there were another Jones Gustafson that Gus would probably win. And I don't often say that about any opponent of John's, but that one's just kind of in your face. And, and Rumble, you're absolutely right, would offer an awkward challenge, a challenge that Daniel just doesn't have. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's tough. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, like, listen, they're both, they're both super confident going into these fights. So, like, Daniel does a good job of making you believe he doesn't think that he's out of it. But I just wonder when that, fir- when that first round hits, you know, are we going to see, are we going to see, is it going to be very clear to us early on? That's what I wonder. It's all going to come down to focus and channeling his energy. I think that Jones could dominate this fight while he has not been in the cage at a competitive level in, what is it, almost three years? Yeah. Mm. 
been a long time. Yeah, that that could pose a challenge. So I I believe that Cormier is going to go try to go for something early to catch Jones off guard. And I think if Jones can stay composed, stay focused, and channel his energy in a direct way and not just look to finish the fight or stop the fight. Don't look to, there's been commentary in the past that he wants to, he wants to hurt Cormier. He wants to make him pay. He wants to make him suffer. And I think the longer you drag on a fight, there's always, especially with heavyweights, there's always an opportunity that somebody can land something. Yeah. The thing, the thing that I also, I, I think there's a real opportunity here for John, because I think now more than ever, Man, the UFC really could use John Jones showing he's the best damn fighter on the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. because instead of Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson being yeah, the best fighter on the it, planet, and, and listen, it's not it's not to slap down Mighty Mouse who's gonna they, who's gonna go and get his record tying title defense, and you know he got Espy's Fighter of the Year, which is really cool for Mighty Mouse. I never thought he'd win a fan vote of anything, so cool for him. But the facts are, nobody tunes into him. Nobody watches the flyweights and right now you're in a situation where conor mcgregor is is off boxing he says he's gonna come back but you don't know you don't know it's we don't know what's gonna happen if he wins that fight he's not coming back we don't know he got one more he'll fight again if he wins that fight he'll fight floyd again in the rematch and he'll have four five hundred million dollars at that point from two fights do you think he's gonna get excited about fighting again for for two or three million maybe not but the only thing that i think goes in connor's favor is the fact that he's 27 28 years old like what's he gonna do he's gonna retire at 28 like this is a young man like you don't think he'll go start taking boxers out i got you but like this this is a young man who's 20 28 years old what's he gonna do with the rest of his life like you think he's gonna you think you think how much he i you can't tell me this guy doesn't enjoy being in the spotlight like this of course he does, but how could he how could he fight again for two or three million dollars under contract or ten million at the most with the UFC? What's they're, how can they're, use, they're uh, going to have to pay him more. I, I agree. But how But who's he gonna fight as an opponent? Um I mean, listen, there's a lot of guys at one fifty five who want to see him fight. That people will pay I think but here's the seventy nine fifty nine dollars. Yeah, but win or lose. Win or lose. He's gonna draw his first UFC fight back is gonna be a monster. He's gonna Whoever go. fights. If he beats Floyd on August twenty sixth, they're gonna have a rematch. Okay? They're gonna have a rematch in May. Then he's gonna turn around, he's gonna fight the winner of Triple G Canelo. <laughs> no way. <laughs> well, th- th- there he was fought, one he fought he fought Diaz at one seventy. I get you, but here's an interesting thing. If let's say let's say Connor does win this fight. He's still under UFC control. I'm doing the Jesse Vargas thing. No, I no. see that it works. So I, if you say something ridiculous and you put <laughs> it out there, then no, every no, no. media person on the planet grabs it and and runs with it. But, so but think we about, could do that now. But think about this, Sima. If he does yeah. beat Floyd, yes. All right. If he does beat Floyd, doesn't he kind of need the UFC's permission to go do a rematch again? So what? Like, what he, if the UFC makes him say, "All right, we'll let you go, but you got to go defend your belt"? Insane, because they're getting a piece of this. Exactly, they're not gonna say no to that. You don't see Dana walking around with a Zufa boxing shirt? Hey, I did see that. I did. <laughs> Come see on, that. I did see that. That was that was ridiculous. They're going into the boxing business. Well, and the cat that swallowed the canary grinned that he's just. How about those intense like intros he's doing? He's like. <laughs> <laughs> 
defending <laughs> 155 champion. I'm like, holy, <laughs> he's going to blow a blood vessel yeah. right there upstage. He's like shaking. He's like junkyard dog up there, it's man. It's like Bruce Buffer oh my meets, God. meets Vince McMahon. It always entertains me watching Bruce Buffer. I, I love when the camera get catches v him. Meets yeah. Mean Gene Okerlund. <laughs> yeah, man. It's crazy. The three of them combined. Rating. <laughs> All right. Um, He's doing it. It's the money. It's got him pumped. <laughs> got to be getting 20% of the purse. I guess, man. I don't know. It's just funny to watch this all. But anyway, my point my point being, the UFC could use John Jones. They need a dominant John Jones to be the star of the promotion. And I find I kind of feel like there's this I don't know. I, it kind of feels like with this packaging because they did this awesome promo for 214 where like they got John and they're showing him getting arrested and all the stuff he's gone through. Like, I kind of feel if he comes and he runs through D.C., and, I, you know, if he could finish D.C., I think that'd be huge. There's almost like, I want to put it in the class of Tyson, but it kind of feels like, oh, they got the bad boy. He's embracing it a little bit more. He can be more true to who he is instead of this weird, off, uh, fake package John Jones. And I think people will buy it more. I think people will be into that more. And and maybe he can he can run a little bit and be the poster child for UFC because he really should be man yeah. he is the best guy to ever do it he is the best guy to ever step in that octagon I mean today today I mean next I next Sunday hopefully we're saying the same thing because I'd like to see him make a comeback and make a stamp and and actually put DC to sleep because DC has become quite annoying over the past year <laughs> like super annoying. I think they need to test him for annoying annoying steroids. I I don't think he's got many <laughs> fights left. I think if DC loses this fight, I think even if he, even if he wins, I, I think if he actually I think if he wins he certainly retires. If he loses, maybe he's got one more, maybe he'll try If he loses, his... they're going to put him on suicide watch. Maybe. I think I think if he loses, he'll probably go to heavyweight. I think maybe he'll dip his toe there because Kane's not healthy enough for him to care I think about that matchup being a problem anymore. Um but I, I, I think if he wins, I, this might be it for, for DC. I don't think he's going to fight very much. much longer. He's old, man. He's old. He's having trouble making weight last time. There's just a lot of bad signs with DC. He's when, in an awkward spot because if he goes the heavyweight, he's a, he's a very small heavyweight. Yeah, but it's, it's such a garbage division right now. Like, it, it's, it's Stipe, it's Kane, and then a bunch of fossils. And, and Kane's got a broken, head, broken neck. And you see... And you yeah. see DC winning against against some of those guys. Yeah, DC's really strong. Like I feel like if you were to put him in there, like against an Alistair Overeem, like I feel like he could handle that. I feel like he could go and hump him, hump him to a win for sure. I definitely Whoa. do. I definitely do. Whoa, I wasn't expecting. That. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. I think he, no. There's definitely guys at heavyweight. Like if I were to look at heavyweight right now, uh rankings. Do, 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 do. Oh, you're at the bottom. That's weird. Okay. Uh, let's go. If he were to fight a Mark Hunt, like, you know how he's going to go in that fight. He could beat him. That's top six. Francis Ngannou, I mean, he's a monster. He's a, he's a prototype, but he's really got only one skill set. He's going to try and knock your head off. Junior Dos Santos, kind of the same thing. Fabricio Verdum's a little bit iffy. Like, I don't think he beats Verdum. I don't think he beats Verdum, but Verdum is 100 years old. 
He is, but if you take Verdum down, which is the only way that DC is probably going to beat anybody, you take him down, he's going to lock you up. He's going to try to, yeah. So that's that's a that's a troubling matchup. Alistair Overeem, I think like the, the, the matchups that give him most pressure. He's not going to fight Cain Velasquez. They're BFF. Uh, Fabricio Verdum, trouble. They might finally get the opportunity to make babies, so who knows? But if you were to do, like, all right, so let's say this. Because they're running out of options. At, like, they're probably going to end up, they want to do Kane versus Stipe. Let's say Stipe rolls through Kane Velasquez. You're telling me that they wouldn't say, hey, DC, you want to come up and fight for the title at heavyweight? He would definitely do it. I don't think that's crazy. He, he might. He's got nothing to, nothing to lose. I don't think he can win that fight. But I'm mm. just, but, um, but I think they would definitely give him the opportunity. Crazy. Uh, we'll get to more of this card. This is a stacked card. Really, really good card, 214. Robbie Lawler's coming back. Got a couple title fights. We'll get into more of it next. It's Fighters Fury on AM790, The Ticket. Welcome back. Fighters Fury here on 790, The Ticket. Tobin, Seema, and Tommy Guns here with you. All right, so we got UFC 214 next week. I think we, uh, so we're all in agreement, John Jones. We think he's going to win this uh, this this uh, rematch against Daniel Cormier. That would be my vote. Think he's gonna finish him or the lopsided decision? A close so. fight. What do you think, Sima? I hope he finishes him. I I would um, I, I really think that John's gonna do it by the third round. What do you think, Tommy Guns? I definitely think he's going to finish him. If you get a chance, little sidebar here. Um, ESPN E60 mm-hmm. did a special on Mike Tyson. Yeah, and it was amazing to hear what catapulted him to where he is today we've heard so many stories about mike tyson through the years yep. and this one particularly talked about um the fact that he was molested at seven years old right and he's never talked about that before but utilizing that as fuel when he's in the ring to deal with any of his challengers is what he's done and i think that john's going to bring all of what he's gone through in a similar fashion of course, you can't compare the two, but bringing it to the forefront and annihilating Cormier, I think so. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna he's gonna handle annihilation. Annihilation. I said it. I said it. that is more than a prediction when I, you say annihilate. I'm kind of on the same page with her though. I think I think Tommy Gunn's a spot on there. Like I think this guy has been waiting. I think he particularly has some vile for DC. He sees him as the paper champ. Now listen. John's fault. This thing is taking so long. Let, right. Let's not let's not forget that. Exactly. Um, but I think with if, if all things go according to plan next week, and I, I still have to hold up hope that there's no tests, there's no <laughs> missing weight, there's nothing that's you know that that's that's silly like that that happens. But um, if these two do end up in a cage one week from or less than a week from from today. Um, yeah, I think I think John's gonna steamroll him. I think, and I, and I really think he has an opportunity to 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 kind of hold the torch of the UFC again. And that's kind of funny because Dana White, I think, is about a year away from saying he never let a main event a fight again. So hold out hope there, Amanda Nunes. Even though Dana White says you'll never main event a fight again, he said the same thing about John Jones less than a year ago. And look at him now. Keep hope alive. <laughs> uh, but let's get to the rest of this card. So we got um, we got Tyron Woodley, Damian Maya. Interesting fight. We know what Damian Maya's game plan is. Um, Tyron Woodley has two wins over Wonder Boy since winning the title over Robbie Lawler in, in really, really devastating fashion. Um, Damian Maya has been an unbelievable win streak. He is, he is 
been uh, he's been pretty unstoppable. I mean, for a guy who's got about as old school a style as anybody, nobody can seem to to shake it. Can uh, can Tyron Woodley do that to win the to retain his title again? And probably if I and this is the winner. Of this is going to go on to face GSP, according to Dana, for now. Which yeah. you can always say, for now. Damian Meyer fights are so awkward to watch. Yep. It's like, come here, let me hug you. Yeah, he's Let's like a spoon. His last fight against Masvidal, man, like Masvidal, you know, he he would have these thirty second spurts where he was he was doing great on the feet, but man, he just it's got to be frustrating that you can't you got one thing to avoid, and he couldn't keep Maya from getting his back and and where and being a human backpack on him. So it's tough, you know, like it seems so simple, yet nobody seems to be able to shake it. So. I got Woodley. You think Woodley? I got Woodley. He's been a tight, um, tenacious fighter that's been gritty. And um, I just think that he's going to pull it off this time. And he's finally earned your respect. Finally. He, no, I didn't say that. I just <laughs> said I think he's going to. Oh, you're picking to. him in the fight. Yeah. Let's, let's keep it. Well, he's a striker. You always give a shot to a striker. Because he can end the night. We saw him and Robbie Lawler's night. Who who would have thought that? Who would have predicted that? Yeah. One of the most stunned I've been watching that fight. I thought, you know, I, I just figured, you know, Robbie's been in there with everybody. But maybe, you know, maybe that was a case of, of Robbie's. He might have still been knocked out from the last fight he was in. Maybe maybe it was just a case of Robbie was, was just it, it, too many wars. I mean, he's taking a good amount of time mm-hmm. off going into this fight. And we'll get to that in a second. Um you know, Woodley's fight against against Wonder Boy, neither of them were spectacular as far as just wow, like you'd want to see those fights again. Agree. I don't disagree with the decisions. Um I think they were both they were both very even fights, very close fights. Um, and Wonder Boy's a tough guy to beat. I mean, you gotta you it's like fighting a blender. So <laughs> I <laughs> I just got this feeling like Masvidal is going to have that moment, though. Like, I feel like this is a guy who nobody wants. Masvidal? Want... No, no. Uh, Damian Maya. Damian Maya oh, is going to. Like, wow. I think where's Dam- Masvidal? I don't see him on the card. I want Masvidal back in the title picture. That guy's a character, man. I like yeah, Masvidal. Yeah. Um, no, I think Maya is going to have his moment, man. Like, I just think that he's, he's on this crazy run, and I got this feeling like he's finally going to get that, 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 that moment in the cage where he's going to shine. I think it's going to be a really good fight. The spooning will prevail, but I feel like he's gonna. I feel like he's gonna get that that choke out. I really do. I feel like he's gonna get that moment against Tyron Woodley, and we'll get his hand raised. Um, and that'd be cool. I think that'd be cool for Damian. I don't know how much, you know, I don't know how much the UFC is gonna love having Damian as champion. But quite frankly, listen, you look up and down that roster. There's not a lot of people who are blockbuster buys right now. So I don't. I don't know if it makes a huge difference either way. And you know. That uh, that'll be cool. That'd be cool for an old school guy like that to 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 be champ. I think that's what's gonna happen. What do you what do you see, uh, Sima? What do you think? Well, I think I gotta go with Maya, Maya because I believe he's more explosive. If he puts the pressure on in the first round, I think that he'll potentially knock Maya out. We we haven't seen Maya respond well to punching. You know, even when he fought Masvidal. When Masvidal connected, he looked he didn't he wasn't looking too good. He doesn't yeah. really respond well to the to the aggressive puncher. And I think that if Woodley comes in and he's explosive 
and he's confident. I, I believe that he lacks confidence in the cage. Even after the victory over Lawler, he lacked confidence when fighting Wonderboy. He never really brought the fight to him. He stood back. Too late, yeah. Like he, I felt like he could have. It felt like put a fight. The pressure he, on. Yeah, it felt like a fight he could have definitely. Um, you know, it, it's a difficult fight to fight Wonderboy. You know, don't get me wrong, but I, I am with you on that. Who'd you pick? I said Wood. Woodley. Okay. You got Woodley. You got Woodley? Yeah. You got Woodley? I got Woodley. I got Maya. Okay. All You're right. in trouble. I agree. Uh, <laughs> featherweight championship of the world. This is crazy, guys. We had a featherweight champion. They stripped her because she didn't want to fight Cyborg. Jermaine Durandamy was the featherweight champion after beating Holly Holm with dirty, dirty tricks. And then she says, ah, fighting Cyborg, not for me. You guys can have that title. <laughs> and she's going back to 135. Cyborg is now fighting, um, who is this? Tanya Evinger, who is the Invicta 135 champion. She was supposed to fight Megan Anderson, who was the 45 champ. Apparently there's some personal stuff going on, so we're not getting that fight. But Cyborg has a chance to be a UFC champion. Who would have thought it's actually happening? Does she roll through Tanya Evinger, and do we have a new 145 champ? He's winning without question. I said women's, man. Oh, sorry. My apologies. <laughs> what do you got, uh, Tommy? Cyborg Guns? is winning. You got Cyborg? I got Cyborg. I got Cyborg, too. I mean, you got people quitting. What's the asterisk for on this sheet? The asterisk is for Aljamain Sterling, oh, Henan Burrell. Okay, I thought the asterisk nope, was for Cyborg. Nope, 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 okay. nope. I'll only put one there. Okay. <laughs> Aljamain Sterling, Henan Burrell. Yeah, that's an interesting one. It's at 140. California won't let Henan Burrell fight at 135. Good for them. Because of his uh, his terrible weight-cutting issues. It's interesting. California's had a... Uh, they've been really proactive in trying to fix fighter weight-cutting. Robbie Lawler, Donald Cerrone. Wow. I only wish it was five rounds. Maybe my favorite fight of the year. Oh, I've been man. waiting for it. So much. Two of our favorites. We both. It's hard to root against anybody in this fight. Who do you got? I don't even know if I can pick on this fight. I don't even know if I can either. I, I feel a I fool. I, <laughs> I feel a fool. <laughs> Robbie Lawler, Donald Cerrone. Donald Cerrone had some health issues going in. That's why I got scratched for 213. Some infection type of thing. The only thing that concerns me about Cerrone, and he's proven it in a few fights, he cannot take the body kick. So you think if if Robbie gets him there, that 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 could be yeah. a way to hurt him? It's it's over if he if if he takes a body kick. I don't know what it is, but he's got a button on his on his liver. See the thing that this is crazy to say because Robbie had, he had one of the best comebacks in mixed martial arts as far as careers in history, the way he was able to come back and be welterweight champ. Um, but I do wonder, like you've taken all that time off, basically taking a year off from that devastating knockout to Woodley. Will we get a, a he, and he also left ATT in the, in the midst of it. So he's doing something different. I don't know where he's training. I think he's training down here, but I don't know. I don't know exactly where he's training or how he's prepping for this fight. Nobody, everybody's very mum on why he left ATT. You know, he's not saying anything. It's it doesn't seem to be any real clarification on why he's not at ATT anymore. But he did leave. Um, I don't know. And Cow, but I feel like with Robbie, I'm getting a more consistent fighter. Like you know, like Cowboy, I never quite know. You never quite know with Cowboy. So I'm gonna go with Robbie. I'm gonna pick Robbie to win this fight. Even though I don't feel great about it. 
don't feel great about it. Uh, and finally, we got um, we got Manawa. Jimmy Manawa against Vulcan Uzdemir, the old light heavyweight. If uh, Jimmy Manawa wins this, he may be next in line for a title shot. Um, I love that name, Vulcan. Vulcan's such a cool name, man. It's a cool superhero-ish. Yep, 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 yep. Is that the guy that does, like, the weird submission? I don't know. Vulcan. Uzdemir. Who you got, Tommy Guns? Jimmy Manawa, Vulcan. I got Manawa. Who you got? I think Manawa's going to pull out. I'm going to go with Vulcan. Just his for name, his name? Because his name's Vulcan. Good for you. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think I disagree with you guys on everything. So I don't feel great about it. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much everything. except for Cyborg and John Jones. Except for John, yeah. The obvious ones. The yeah. obvious ones. But the challenging ones, we got beef. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, everybody have a great week. We'll talk to you same time, same place next week. We'll have a full recap at UFC 214. See you later. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.